Hello, welcome back to Pixelated Perspectives. My name is Tanya. I really appreciate you taking the time to tune in today. This is episode 39 and I'm recording this November 2nd, 2022. I know these episodes are few and far in between, just once a month now, um, but that is the way it is lately. Um, October was a very full month of wonderful German New Medicine content that I was sharing um, through in-person either classes and lectures or both, or and both, I should say. And it's been an exciting month for me. It's well, anytime I get to share the knowledge of German new medicine and help others really connect and realize that there are biological laws in place that affect you and are applying to you, whether you know it or not, it is such a joy because it just is life changing. These are groundbreaking laws of nature that I believe we all have the right to know. And I truly believe that these laws will become mainstream. This is the new medicine, hence the name German new medicine that Dr. Hammer gave these findings, this framework of the five biological laws, because he, it was his intention and he, his belief that this was the new medicine and it will be become the new medicine. So I, I'm really honored to, you know, help share this new medicine the whole framework of these biological laws. So today we're going to get into muscles. I, I want to kind of explain what's behind muscle cramps or muscle spasms or Charlie horses. I've been getting questions on these specifically. So I thought, why don't I just answer everybody all at once by doing a podcast episode and we'll get into what the causes through the German new medicine perspective. Oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being, explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Berkwin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. You know, muscle spasms and, and Charlie horses and cramping, this is just a natural part of the human experience. I think most people have had a Charlie horse before or cramping or just like this seemingly random muscle spasm, right? this is just something that most people have experienced. Some people it's, it's chronic. It happens all the time, or, you know, it's just a once in a while, but in any case, these muscle spasms are not random, just like anything that we've learned, anything, any sort of condition or symptom, it is not random, nor is it a mistake. So it's not your body malfunctioning and your muscles are just acting crazy because there's something wrong going internally. No, that is not the case. The whole biological conflict theme around muscles is, is feeling stuck. Okay. It's, it's a conflict around like a self-devaluation conflict around not being able to hang on, feeling stuck, not being able to move, um, not being allowed to move. It, 
it all stems around that sort of theme. Okay. So everybody who experiences or perceives a conflict shock in that way will eventually, providing that they resolve that conflict, experience some sort of muscle um, adaptation. Okay. And as a result, in the healing phase, this will show up as a muscle spasm or a cramp or or um, a Charlie horse. So depending on the severity and the duration of that conflict active phase around this experiencing feeling stuckness, that will determine the, the intensity and the duration of the symptoms of this, the muscle um, releasing and, and um, spasm. So, so we have to look at it in terms of this biological conflict. Now, this is the muscles are controlled from the cerebral medulla and the motor cortex, the cerebral cortex. So we have to take both into consideration, but just for, you know, the purpose of this podcast episode and to keep it light and just not really in depth. So it is to not confuse you. We're just going to, you know, do this surface level, explain this very surface level. Sometimes um, we'll have like a spasm or a Charlie horse on one side of the body. And we think, okay, that's just random, you know, but it's very, very significant. The side that it shows up on your cramping, your spasm, your, your twitch, whatever it is, that's significant. Okay. That is pointing to what it has to do with. If it's on both sides of the bodies, let's say you have a Charlie horse in both feet at the same time. Well, that also points, that's very significant. So it, it points to a more generalized conflict around your feet. So what this, we'll just use the feet as an example, you know, what and how does your psyche associate your feet with feeling stuck? So would this be an, I'm unable to go where I want to, could it be like a general thing? Like I'm unable to go where I need to in life, or I'm unable to leave a certain area and your, your mind is associating that area with your feet, because that's how you actually physically walk out or walk away. Everybody will perceive and experience a conflict shock completely differently. And, um, you know, what someone might experience feeling stuck, but, but, and not being able to move, that might be, they might experience that as like feeling like tied down. And so it could affect their legs or it could affect their arms feeling like they they're tied together and they're unable to escape. Everybody is going to be different in how they perceive this, but your symptom where that cramping or Charlie horse shows up is what is going to determine and point to how you perceived it. So if it is the arms and if it is like cramping and Charlie horse in the arms, then that would point to your, your psyche perceiving that as not being able to move your arms to get to, to escape from something to do with your arms. So you really have to become like a detective and, and find out, well, how did my, my psyche experience this? How did it perceive the situation? And then it'll start to make sense why your, your spasms or cramps are showing up in the area they show up. Now let's get back to the laterality, right or left side. Um, let's say 
well, well, first of all, there's a principle of laterality. Okay. This is a principle. So this doesn't change. Okay. It's just like the, the biological laws. These are, these are set, these are in place. Um, and there's no exception. So if you are a right-handed person, your right hand, the right side of your body will be your partner side. So this will relate to anybody other than your mother or child. So partner could mean literally your, your partner, your husband, or your wife. It could mean, a ch um, sorry, not a child. It could mean a sibling, uh, a coworker, a friend, an acquaintance, an aunt, uncle, grandparent, anybody other than a child or mother. The left-handed side is your child mother side. So that would be specifically, if you don't have children, then it would be your mother. It would correspond to your mother. If it doesn't, and and then same, the, the children will be there as well in that group. So, so left side for a right-handed person is mother-child side. This is where and how your body would have perceived something to do, a conflict to do with either mother or child. And right side is partner side. Now, this is completely opposite for left-handers. So the left hand would be your partner side. Right hand would be mother-child side. Okay, so this points to very good indicators and clues as to how you perceived the conflict once you do have a symptom like a, a cramp, a Charlie, a Charlie horse or twitching. Okay, so, so that is big information for us. This is highlighting who this had to do with the conflict and how we perceived it. So if it's something to do with work, it, it would show up as on your right-hand side, if it was more generalized and, and it was more significant, it might show up on both sides of your body. All right. So I want to give an example about this, just a, a real life example, just so that you can maybe relate to this. Um, somebody I know, um, she had a severe, severe Charlie horse in both of her legs, right up into the groin. Now the Charlie horse lasted probably about, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. It was very, very intense. Um, and that actually, you know, for someone who doesn't know German new medicine and know that this is a healing phase, it, it already points to you, you resolve, sorry, resolve the conflict, a stuck conflict. This is what the healing phase will look like in a lot of cases. And if someone didn't know that, this would be quite frightening. All of a sudden, the legs are completely paralyzed because the cramping is so intense and just unable to move those legs and the pain. If you've ever had a Charlie horse, sometimes I get them in my feet and yeah, you, it, you can't move it. It's, it's that split second where it's cramping and there's, there's pain and then it goes away. Well, the, this intense uh, experience was both legs, as I was saying, and into the groin area. So she did know GNM. So right away, there wasn't that fear factor that just came over her. However, she was, you know, in the moment, it's hard not to be a little bit concerned. But um, she called me after the experience, you know, not right after she had to catch her bearings and stuff. But afterwards, she she explained, you know, this experience. And, and then we started talking about it. And I, I had asked, well, what happened? You know, what was it? 
just before then where you had experience, like what was it in your life that happened? Because we know that it would have been something significant. And how do we know that? Because this was an intense experience. The, the Charlie horses were both legs, the entire legs, right from the feet, right up into the groin. So this is intense. This, we know that our, our symptoms are going to be proportionate to the degree of the conflict and how significant that was for the person. So right away, she was able to pinpoint, you know, what kind of happened and, and we talked about it and this is kind of what happened. She she decided she was going to paint a helmet for uh, my brother. And my brother is a FMX freestyle motocross rider, and he performs all over the world. And he was performing at the Stampede. So this was earlier in the year, in the summer. And um, she had she really, really had this desire to paint his helmet and make it really special. And this was, you know, she knew this, she wanted to do this about six months before he actually had to, to ride in the stampede. And that was kind of her goal. Her deadline is, is to have this ready for him so that he can wear it and he can feel proud about it. And, you know, this is what she wanted to accomplish. And um, so she began, she, she never painted a helmet before. So this was all new. So, you know, little by little, she's, she's getting what she needs to get done. And, um, she would then come across, uh, something that stops her like, Oh, I I don't know how to move forward with this. I totally like, I have no idea. I'm, I'm stuck on how to move forward with this part. Like, how do I go about sanding it without wrecking the integrity of the helmet, the strength of the helmet. And there was all these concerns about you know, keeping that integrity of the helmet so that, of course, it would still be able to be functional for him and safe. So, but these, these weren't, you know, just little concerns. These were huge. And she did say at at certain points, she didn't think she was going to finish in time. She was so, she didn't even know if she wanted to continue. It was just so stressful. And at one point she, she thought, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do this for him. And this is something that was so near and dear to her heart. It was a big deal. And uh, a lot was riding on this as far as she was concerned. So that would have been her DHS, her conflict shock. Okay. And in that moment, the, the psyche and the brain and the organ in that exact same moment, they go to work. That autonomic nervous system switches on without us even aware of it. And it's making that cellular, those cellular, cellular changes based on how she perceived that conflict of, I, I don't know if I can carry on. I don't know if I can finish this because I'm stuck in, in what to do. I don't know how I can't find the right people to help me. And all of these thoughts were, were going through her head. And, um, during these six months, I, I had spoken to her and I was actually listening to her use the, this language that I'm telling you. Um, there were numerous times where she would say, I feel stuck. I I'm totally lost about how to move forward with this. And so, you know, this is, this was just the language using, I didn't think much of it because I didn't know that this was uh, a current 
you know, conflict shock for her, a DHS, that she was conflict active in this. I, so this was something that, okay, I was just recognizing her language, but I didn't realize, yes, this was a few months long conflict for her. Uh, long story short, she ends up finishing the helmet the day of, well, everything was the day before the stampede, the day before he had to perform, the helmet was finished and complete. And um, it was sprayed that night so that the first day it was completely dry and ready for him to actually wear in his performance. And that, that was the moment of relief. So the moment where her body went into resolution, she was able to resolve that conflict because she did in fact finish it in time. She met her deadline and there he was um, wearing the helmet she painted that was super, it, you know, was very significant to them both. And, and she got to see him with it doing his performances. So that was the moment the body goes into resolution. And then, so instead of being in a prolonged state of conflict activity where the body is making those cellular adaptations. So in this case for the muscles, it is uh, cellular ulceration. So tissue loss at the level of the muscle. And also there'll be muscle weakness happening here too. And this weakness is controlled by that cerebral cortex, the motor cortex. So this is what's happening um, during her conflict activity, her being completely unaware that these, this is happening because there really isn't any symptoms except she may have noticed you know, her legs feeling a little bit weak. That would be the only indication that she's running a, a special biological program that is you know, involving the muscles. And at this point, she doesn't realize it's even affecting her legs. She won't even know what muscles. So the moment she moves, she's got relief and she's resolved that conflict. There's a very clear resolve happened. That is the moment that she moves, her body moves into that prolonged state of healing now and restoration. So all of that tissue loss that happened during her conflict active phase now gets restored. It's completely reversed. So the tissues now are getting restored in the muscles and now the muscles are beginning to strengthening. Okay. So there's going to be strengthening happening, but during the height of the healing phase, this is called epicrisis during the height of that healing phase, the, the, the person is going to be put right back into a conflict activity for a split second in order to expel the brain edema, this, this water pocket of water on the brain where that hammer focus shows up. I'm not going to get into the that really explaining that in depth right now, but this is just what happens um, physically is there's a pocket of water protecting that uh, hammer focus in the brain um, that would be very visible in a CT scan just to protect that area of the brain. But that, that water of pocket no longer needs to be there. So it has to expel. And so this is called the epicrisis. And this is, it's that moment of expelling that pocket, building the pressure that it presses on the cerebral cortex of the brain. And it causes like, uh, it causes the reaction of the muscle. So the spasm in that moment or the cramping, that intense cramping or that twitching that causes the muscle to respond in that way. So that, that right there, that 
exaggerated muscular uh, movement, these are positive signs and reinforcements that that muscle function is getting back to normal, is, is returning back to its regular function and state. So what happened with, with this woman is driving home, she was, she was in the passenger seat and all of a sudden her legs, the Charlie horse comes on and it is intense and it is profound. And from the tips of the, the toes right up to the groin. And so they, they had to pull over the vehicle and just so that she could, you know, take some deep breaths and, and just breathe through the process, breathe through these symptoms of her body naturally restoring of these muscles. Now, why her legs, why both legs and why going up into the groin and why so intense? Well, we covered the intensity. We covered that it's the proportionate, the symptoms are going to be proportionate to the degree of severity as the degree of severity and the, you know, how intense the conflict active phase was. So that is what explains the intensity and the, the kind of the duration. Now, why both legs, why the legs and up into the groin? Well, she must have based on the legs, based on the legs being involved, this muscle group, she must have perceived it as literal, not being able to move through this, to get through this goal she had. She kept using the words and the the, you know, yeah, the words feeling stuck, not able to move forward. And her body, her mind perceived that as her legs being able, not being able to physically walk through and, and, and finish what she had set out to do. So that is, that's where her legs come in and her feet and legs, the, the entirety. Well, this, this motion it takes the entirety of your legs, your feet and your legs. Now it moves up into the groin because the groin, that area is associated with offspring. And um, okay, so this, I guess I just gave you the, <laughs> the clue. I was trying to protect her identity, but I guess I just spoiled it because if I say offspring, then you know that my brother would have been her son. So yes, we are talking about my mom and I have to apologize, mom, how I just kind of outed you right here and now um, without even realizing I was going to do it. So I apologize, but I know that my mom isn't going to be upset because I did talk to her before and asked her if I can use her example on my podcast episode. And, and she said, yes, for sure. And we were kind of talking about how I could kind of keep her name out of it, but okay. So sorry, I couldn't do that, but the groin associated with her offspring. Okay. And it was associated with her, her son. She, could she do this? Was she going to be able to do this for her son? And so you can see there's no, there's no um, randomness about our symptoms. There's a reason, and it's always got to link back to the psych, the psyche, how your, your mind, your unique subjective perceptive perception experienced a situation and that is different for everybody but for my mom this is how she perceived it and it's very clear when you look at which you know which body part was affected and and then you look back on what she was going through what the conflict was for so long and what she was struggling with so it all makes sense it all comes together and you you start to see wow 
it's absolutely phenomenal when when the fear factor is removed and we can just step back and look at this from the grand perspective of these biological laws and see how clearly um, our body responds and how clearly and naturally it adapts you know, it, it goes through these adaptations and then eventually after it's resolved, finishes the program. And once those Charlie horse, that Charlie horse and, and experience was over, she never, it, that was it. That was the completion. That was the final completion of her completing that social special biological program. So that was it. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was a really good example. It highlights something severe, but it highlights how conf her conflict started and her very noticeable resolve for that. And then what had happened as a result, just as a natural result. So yeah, I hope that this example was um, helpful to you. I hope that you can relate it to your own, maybe Charlie horses or spasms or cramping. If, if it's constant, um, like ticking and, um, spasms it just means that there is a trigger there so you're being triggered by something that is is in your environment and it's not allowing you to com fully complete that biological program so what's really helpful in this case is keeping a symptom log like keeping a symptom journal write down the date write down um, the symptoms and then write down and the time and write down your environment. Like, where are you? Who are you with? What are you eating? What are you talking about? What are you smelling? What are you hearing? What are you seeing? All of these things. Pick up as much information and record as much information as you can when you notice your, your spasm happening. Because if this is ongoing, you know that there's a track that is going to be showing up in every, every time that 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 happens for you. And so in your, your journal over time, you're going to see a common denominator, you're going to see that one thread, that's the same in all of your entries. And you can pinpoint it that way, you can pinpoint what the track is. And then you're able to either remove that track from you, from your, your environment or from your life. Um, let's say, you know, it's, it's just seeing the certain person it, and he was a reminder, she was a reminder of that original conflict shock when you experienced a, a feeling stuck conflict. Well, if, if you don't, if you're not consciously aware of that track and you see that person all the time, you're always going to have these spasms because it's your body going in and out of conflict healing or conflict active phase and then into healing. And then when you, you're not seeing that person, you know, you're, you won't have that issue. But if you can bring this to your conscious awareness, then you can either say, okay, if I can't not have this person in my life, then how can I change and reframe the way I think about this person? How can I reframe that this person in and of himself is not a threat to me and my livelihood and my, my well-being, but they're just, they just served as a track, as a reminder to that original conflict. And can I disassociate them? with this, with now that I'm making this, you know, conscious emotional connection to my conflict and my symptoms. So can I just disassociate the, this person as a trigger and just be able to live 
with this person in my life, if I need to, without them causing my, my body to go into these spasms. So, and that in and of itself, sometimes just making that emotional and conscious correlation will be enough to complete the program. And then you can be around this person and no longer go through those chronic conditions, those spasms. So see, see what you can do, but in any case, um, let me know if this was helpful, helpful for you. I love hearing your feedback from these episodes and feel free to uh, reach out if you have um, suggestions about what else we can talk about. I, I've been getting lots of requests for um, sexual conflict. So I will be making another podcast episode about around just sexual conflicts and, and how our body naturally responds to that. So keep a lookout for that. Also, um, my new perspectives membership if you listen to my last episode, 38, I had said that we were beginning in October. Well, it turns out we are at November 2nd and it has not launched yet. This is one of those things when back in, well, it was my very, it was my third episode. It was all about self-sabotage and I am kind of right back. That's I'm staring that right back in the face. I've reached a new threshold, a new level. And it's like, everything's coming up. It's just all my subconscious patterns and conditioning that is coming up to kind of get in the way of this finally launching. But I've realized, you know, especially over the last, this past weekend, when I was at the Cultivate Wellness Summit in Vermilion, there's things, there's things that, yeah, we recognize that we all have this level of self-sabotage that prevents us from moving forward because you know, it's, it's not safe to the, to the ego and the, and the subconscious mind, your psyche familiarity is what keeps us safe because it's predictable and we're used to that. And, and that is safe, but when we're getting out of our comfort zones and we're about to reach a brand new threshold and break through it, we don't know the subconscious can't predict what's on the other side. And if it feels threatened, it's going to try to pull out all the stops to stop you from moving forward on that. And that's kind of what I've been experiencing with the podcast. Um, just setting the whole back end up has been a challenge, but even though it is not perfect, I'm going to step through that threshold because I know it, nothing's going to change until I actually go ahead with it. Um, no one's going to come save me. No one's going to come do this for me. I have to just physically yeah, like physically take the steps I need to and um, say, yeah, it's go time. It's launch time. We're ready to launch. There's people already on the waiting list, waiting to, to go through case studies like this and waiting to talk more about these biological laws and how they really, what they look like in our life. Um, and it's just me standing in my own way, putting a halt to this. So no more, we're gonna, we're gonna be launching this. And um, if you are on the waiting list, um, watch out for your email. If you're not on the waiting list for this monthly membership, I invite you to, to join. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes so that you can join us and you'll be notified when we're, we're going to launch and we'll have our first call. These are bi-weekly calls on Zoom and we're going to get into case studies. The case, I've got numerous case studies written down, recorded just to help share this so that because when we're, when we use real life examples, it's so helpful. We get to really relate to it and see how it, you know, kind of, oh yeah, I, I can definitely see how that happened. And there was a time when that happened to me. So it's very relatable. And for me, 
I learn so well through examples. So this is one of the ways that I plan to help teach you guys. So join us on that membership. I'd love to connect with you through it. There's also monthly meditation downloads. I've got monthly recipe uploads for you. Um, there's lots of goodies there, um, lots of extra resources. So, you know, it's going to get better and better all the time. And it's very, very affordable. It's $22 a month. So, you know, for people who, you know, the founding members who join me right off the bat at $22 a month, that is going to stay $22. You're, it'll never move up in price. I will be raising the price eventually down the road for sure. Um, but for the people who join me in this this first, you know, just founding members, um, yours, yours will always stay at $22 a month. So I hope that you'll consider joining and uh, click on the link in the bio or sorry, in the show notes to join the waitlist if you haven't already. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I really hope you got some value from this podcast. If you don't mind, take a moment to review the podcast in iTunes for me and share it any way you can. If you feel like someone needs to listen to this episode, please go ahead and share it. Help me um, help more people with learning the five biological laws of nature so that they can really be impacted in a positive way and help remove the fear from their health concerns. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode. If you found some value in it, please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in iTunes. I'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend. You can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin.